friends. Thank you for tuning in and welcome back to Call Your Girls. We've missed you. It's been a minute. Hope you missed us. They did. They did. <laughs> they did. We've been on the Instagram though. Catch we us have on been on the Instagram. Instagram. Yes. I've been trying to get a little creative with the posts. So if you want to go show us some love, would really appreciate that. Yeah, Kelsey's doing real good on the Instagram. I love to see it. We both have like, if you you guys haven't noticed, we both like in any good team, we both kind of do different things. So the Instagram is like her playground and she's so good at it. Every time we see the feed is gorgeous and I would not make it that beautiful. Like she'll like plan it out ahead of time. Like I would just find something and be like, this looks good. (laughs) You would, you would. And if you've noticed that the each episode has like a description, they're all written beautifully because they're from cat <laughs> i can't write for shit literally not true i think we both fill in the gaps for each other which i genuinely love and we we really are lucky too because did you have like a lot of oh my god i had so many group projects in school people fucking let you down people are awful they're so <laughs> shitty to work with it was like the bane of my existence i was like you're all idiots <laughs> no but like people just don't want to like do their share like i love it because i feel like we're such a good team and it's that is hard to find genuinely yeah, for sure. But I we also know that like our lives are insane and crazy, especially in the summer. I think that's why we Nuts. kind of had some weeks we haven't recorded because our schedules are just insane. And we're also trying to be present and, you know, the whole deal. But anyways, Kat, I forgot to tell you, your eyebrows look bomb today. Thank you. No, they're fresh out of the shower. That's so nice. Wow, really? I feel like a naked mole rat today. Like I was looking at you and you look really pretty. That's so nice of you. Thank you. (laughs) Guys, I have my grandma glasses on. My hair is like wrapped up. I do not look cute, but thank you so much. Uh, You really don't have anything on your eyebrows? Wow. I was just nice and hairy like that. Real deal, baby. Listen, remember microblading. Mm -hmm. Mm, I look Mm -hmm. so good. So Thanks. I'll take what I can get. Especially it's like so rainy and gross here. So I was just like, I'm not motivated to really be, you know, on Mm -hmm. it. I I'm trying that. my best to wear all my summer clothes. Are you feeling this way? Because like summer's winding down. I'm like trying so hard to wear things I bought and never wore. So I feel like every day last week, I had like a really good outfit on every day. And I was like, it's strictly because I feel bad about buying something <laughs> and not having worn it yet. Oh my God, that's genius. I have been in a transition period of, do you follow Rayanne Langus? Mm-hmm. I know you're talking about. She's so cute. She just went to Europe and she came on and she said something like, I feel so much more inspired when I had less clothes to choose from. Like, and it really hit, it hit deep. I went in my closet. I took a whole day last week to clean it out. I was like, this is so true. Like more is not always more. Like more is so fucking overwhelming. And it's hard for us because we constantly are, especially, you know, fashion influencers. Like we do a lot of fashion. We we're getting a lot of clothes in. So it's easy to just, oh, just add this to my closet, add this to my closet. Instead of like actually auditing your closet and being like, do I actually need this? Which side note is also the reason why a lot of influencers sell clothes on Poshmark because literally we can't, there's nowhere to put all this shit. So even though we're super thankful for it, sometimes it's just like my closet, there's no room. Yeah. So I went through and I got rid of a lot and I put like straight in front of me, I put my basics instead of my like things that I would grab in special occasions. So I feel like I'm really going to like play around more with like my basics and mix and matching like blazers and stuff. So I feel good about that. But I love that. It's a good feeling. It really is. And like re-wearing things, like do you ever wear something like three times in a week? Like someone messaged me once and they're like, I know when you say something, you really like it. Cause then I see it on your body for three more days. And I'm like, it's, it's the, (laughs) it's the best though. Right. Like I feel like we're in such a society where like you wear this outfit once not that you can't wear it again but you know like certain things though I'm like I love wearing this all the time it feels good to get a ton of use out of it rather than just have it like sit in your closet so yeah I agree completely um but anyways we'll hop into this episode because it's a really good one uh we are talking to my manager Coco so I am signed with Shine um talent group and they're awesome I've been with them for probably four years now four or five years now um and Coco is my specific manager. So I just love her as a person. And she has kind of worked her way up in the industry. So now she's in charge of a bunch of shit. And she just really knows the industry super well. And since a lot of you guys who listen are aspiring influencers or just genuinely curious about the industry, um, we thought it would be cool to bring her on and talk a little about it. Yeah, Coco's so cool. I'm like, 
she is someone that is just, I feel like wise and smart beyond her years. I was like, basically we make guests do this little like prompt to get to know them a little better. And I saw that she's only 26, which is like crazy. Um, she's just, I don't know. I feel like she's so successful in the industry. And I hear so much about her from Kelsey, knowing that this is her manager. So I hope you guys love what she has to share and we'll jump right in. Okay, guys, please welcome Coco, who is also my manager to the podcast. Yay. Thanks Yay. for having me, guys. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> hey. Thanks for coming on. I know you're literally the busiest woman in the entire world. So we're very excited to talk to you today. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. Seriously, this is like a long time coming, I feel like. I've been a fan since day one. I think I was like number 10 followers for you guys. You launched. <laughs> Always literally an honor. <laughs> Truly. Aww. It's an honor that anybody listens to us. Sometimes we like listen back to parts and we're like, wow. <laughs> it's like jarring and also so sweet that other people are here. So yeah, thanks. I'm excited to get to know you too. Cause Kelsey, it's like funny because obviously since you're Kelsey's manager, like you're such a big part in her life and like, she'll always be like, Coco this, Coco that. And I'm like, I want to know Coco. So like, you know, <laughs> this is really nice for me too. So sweet. Well, I'm here. Ask me anything. I'm an open book. I can help you guys out with anything. Yay. We're really excited to get into it because we feel like we talk about management often, just like, you know, it being a big part of my job. And then me trying to convince Kat that she needs management <laughs> all the time for the last two years. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're excited to kind of give you guys a background a little bit on like what management is from the actual management perspective. I went to school for communications. I went to Loyola Marymount University, LMU. It's in Los Angeles. I graduated in 2018 with a whatever BA. Is that what it's called? I don't know. In communications. It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds right. And honestly, I've been fortunate to have a ton of influencer friends, well, OG blogger friends turned now into influencer friends and just like incredible content creator minds and creatives around me. I sadly was not born with that mind. I was born with a different mind. So I got like an up close and personal look at their lives. And after I graduated, I started working with some of them just kind of freelancey. But mind you, this is before like the actual influencer as we know it existed, I realized very quickly that a ton of them were getting emails from brands saying, Hey, will you, I'm going to send you product. Will you post it? And of course, everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. I love it. And at some point when I was receiving these emails and filtering through the emails, I was like, this is something's fishy here. Like <laughs> They should be paid for this, whatever. So started responding back. Of course, the brands were like, we have $1 of budget, something like that, of course. And at, it was at that point that I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I truly have no clue. So I found Shine in early 20, hmm, 2018 or 2019. Small. They were like, we were like pretty small. Um, at that point, I applied and basically said everything that I just told you guys. But I've been I've had such a passion for this space forever for as long as I know and been very adjacent to it. So Jets and M took me under their wing. They were like, please come with us. And then started repping like some micro talent under Shine. And then within my first two months I had Kelsey on my roster. And we have grown together through this industry, hands in hand, learning alongside each other. And it's just been so much fun. Oh, so cute. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. Make you cry. <laughs> oh my God. Um, seriously though, like you, I feel like you're made for the industry and to be on like that side of the industry. I mean, honestly, I feel like you're pretty creative. Like I in your fashion's cute. Like I definitely feel like you could, you know, hop on in there if you wanted to. <laughs> but you're so good at being like stern. So I really appreciate that. Uh, I know that whenever we asked you some questions about like your background before we started, you mentioned that you got your heart broken and like it kind of changed everything for you. Can you go a little more into that? Yeah. So you're talking about like my relationship situation? Yeah. It was it was a bad time in my life when I started getting into this industry and I needed an outlet and I needed people rile me up and get really super creative and have something else to focus focus on. So that's kind of where this whole thing started. And I had, I had the opportunity to like sit down and 
you know, figure out what I wanted to do next and where I wanted to spend my time the most. And that happened to be on social media. I was doing it naturally and realized that there was a whole behind the scenes world to the social media thing that you do not see on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And that's where I could really thrive. I love negotiations. I love a, a, a nice argument here and there. <laughs> I love, it's, it's a bit like competitive in a different way, um, but we all work as a team. So all of those aspects combined really made up for this like incredible career that I was handed pretty much. That's so cool. I love that people say that all the time. It's like such a, I was saying to Kelsey before, like it's such a common thing but it's it's like the best right when you go through something super shitty it's always like then you want to channel your energy into something that you really really like and then you end up so much better for it on the other side but I'm sure back then when you were like going through it you could not have envisioned where you are now right like I'm sure there's no absolutely not no absolutely not and especially because the world is so new this industry is brand new and I think that's what's so fun about talking to, you know, my grandparents or my parents when they're like, what do you do? Or how do you get on the phone with these CEOs of these major companies or the, you know, VP of marketing? And it's just little old me in the background saying like, nope, we're not doing that. Um, It's because this industry is so new and everyone's figuring it out together, which makes it that much better and more fun. Well, it's cool that everyone's like, not everybody is younger. I don't mean that to like alienate anybody older, but you're only 26, right? Right. Yeah. So Kelsey and I, we're both 28 and it's just, it's so interesting, right? Like I think that all the time when I'm emailing with people about certain things, I'm like, oh my God, I'm talking to these like seasoned professionals. And it's not that you don't have clout in your own, not clout, but you know, like success in your own way, but it always feels like, damn, (laughs) like how the fuck did I get here? (laughs) Always. It's a pinch me moment every day. Yes. I don't know if you've realized, but I feel like whenever I feel that way sometimes with like people we're talking to Coco and then we hop on calls mm-hmm. and they're just like so our age and they're, they also like are like, oh, sorry, I don't have makeup on. Like, yes. I'm not looking too good today. And it's like, I love that. It's a little intimidating sometimes to talk, like you said, to these big brands, which is why I have you. <laughs> so to be able to like get on a call and see that like they're just us kind of makes it more like relatable. Everyone has trigger fingers when it comes to typing on a keyboard. At the end of the day, they're gonna, if they don't use the right punctuation and it can make you feel like shit and you can then, you know, it can ruin your day. I hope it doesn't, but it could. So getting on a call and then seeing us on the other end of the screen is so much more relatable and brings the community together. And at the end of the day, my favorite thing to say to literally anyone is tomorrow that person at, at said brand could be at a different brand. And so you want to make sure that you have those and you maintain those like incredible relationships across the board in every single one of those emails, regardless if you're having the shittiest day in the entire world, because you never know where that person's going or where their talent's going or mm-hmm. who that talent knows in the industry. So it's a really, that is such a good point And something that I feel like you don't think about even with like yeah. other people in the industry, right? Like you don't know, not that you're like making friends to see who blows up, but like, you don't know when someone's going to like blow up. So that's always really interesting too, with like networking with relationships. Like it goes to show you that it's always worth you, like you said, kind of, you know, maintaining those good relationships with everybody and not burning bridges and really treating everybody as an equal resource because you never know who's going to, you know, be a, be your next like client or be your next yeah. like friend who's really in a good position and could maybe do something for you. Exactly. The more you know. Could you tell us a little bit about kind of what it means to be a manager? Because Kels, do you feel like when you kind of tell people about this, they think it's like very foreign. Every time I mention to people, they're like, what? Your friend has a manager. Like you guys have managers. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it goes back, which we'll talk about a little later of like influencers don't do anything. (laughs) Like, Why do you need a manager? So yeah, Coco, take us through like if you were talking to somebody who literally talking to your grandma, how would you explain what you do? I would say that I am an agent. That word agent feels different to, you know, the older generations, not going to say anyone in particular, because it could be, you know, someone our age, whatever. We are the middleman between our talent and the brands. We are the ones having, you know, the most respect for everyone involved, but also having our talents back at the end of the day. We see a different, we see the middle perspective. So we're also want to make sure the brand understands our talent while understanding the industry as a whole, we do a ton of education for brands. So most times brands are coming in the door and they're saying, hi, I have $0 budget and I want 16 million pieces of content. It's our responsibility to stick up for our talent in that way um, and explain the industry, explain what they do best. We are every day responding to emails, negotiating on our talent's behalf, 
getting on strategy calls, looking at their content holistically, seeing the next three, six, eight, 12 months of the industry, seeing where their content's going to go, introducing new platforms, getting on strategy calls, all the things to really make sure that our talent can stand out in their social space. As we all know, this market continually gets more saturated by the day. And so we really figure out where where our talent want to go in this industry and whether that's through brand collaborations or uh, like strategy sessions, that's where we will sit and help them along the way. Mm-hmm. But on a day-to-day level, that is responding to all the brand negotiations going back and forth and collaborations. I feel like Shine does a really good job at um, not only just like, okay, let me help you facilitate this collaboration, but like you said, like you actually care about your talent's overall brand you help us not feel so alone. Like that was one thing that I said I love management for is it's such an industry where like, okay, you get a following, whether that be you've grown it for years or you popped on TikTok and now you have 500K overnight. Congrats. But dream. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so alone because it's literally just you. Like you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. Like you have no no one to even just like bullshit with about the industry you know what I mean so like signing on management honestly was the best thing I did like for my business and my mental health and then you came into the picture and you just make my job so much more fun um it's so true though and I think we we have the privilege of seeing everyone we understand we know the behind the scenes of every single talent and whether you have 10 million followers or 5,000 followers we have the exact same conversations verbatim once a week with different talent because at different times someone could be having a really shitty week and they need support reminding them that it's not about the analytics the algorithm is its own beast but create your content focus on your followers who do you want who do you want to be your follower Mm -hmm. so like those kind of of conversations we're having all the time but as a talent behind the scenes you don't see that you feel like you're so alone in this industry so that's why we're here i call it we're we're your best friend, we're your mother, we're your therapist, we're your mm-hmm. contractor, we're your lawyer, we're your sometimes assistant, not really. We look at your calendar, all of those things combined. Um, and it takes a really special person, not to toot my own horn, um, to be able to balance all of that while also Definitely. having your personal life. Oh, for sure. Like, I know I'm <laughs> annoying as fuck. Like, I tell you all the time, like, I'm so sorry I'm annoying. I'm sending you this again. So, like, I can't even imagine. Like, you guys are honestly, though, like, whenever life puts me in, this is like such a side note, but whenever life puts me in like these crazy situations where I'm like, how am I alive right now? Like, I'm doing so much. Okay. So, this might be my test is like when I want to have kids. Like, I'm going to be okay because Literally. I can handle all this shit. Like, what's a kid, you know? A hundred. I always say to Kelsey, I'm like, my moms are like, you have no idea. Yeah, they're like, bitch. No, literally, I'm always like, I thought I was like really busy. Like, my friends are always like, you're so busy. And then like, me and Kelsey became friends and I was like, oh. Like, you jam-pack things in your schedule that I'm like, like, how? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how? I don't know. You know, it really just makes me feel alive. (laughs) I thought so. And you won't say no. I'm like, bitch, say no. Like, go get like a slushie by yourself and sit outside. You deserve it. Like. You don't need to do this. Like, I, don't, I really don't know. She needs don't know. <laughs> Something we talk about a lot on here is, like you just said, work-life balance, which on social media can be super challenging. Would you say that this is something you have? I mean, I feel like you do pretty well at it, but how do you do so well at it? Because your talent, for example, like yesterday, I reached out to um, another manager that I work with on Shine, and I was like, Megan, I'm so sorry. Like it's Sunday. Like I don't want to bother you, but I need to figure this out ASAP. And she's like, oh, that's what I'm here for. So how do you deal with basically having to be on call 24 seven, but still having a Yeah. It's a really interesting conversation on boundaries. And we have this all the time, Mm -hmm. especially with newer talent managers, especially with new team members, because if you don't set the boundaries early on, in your relationship with the talent, it will get annoying (laughs) and it will get frustrating. But at the end of the day, we have the luxury of a standard nine to five job. We're not like personal assistants. So we're not on call to schedule things at ad hoc. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, we do handle collaborations and collaborations don't sleep. They don't start and stop Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So we have measures in place, like organization tips, things that we do you know, throughout the week to make sure that on those off hours, we can sleep and we can hang out and we can do all the fun things. Um, but obviously things happen. Collaborations get pushed. 
there's rainstorms when you need to be shooting. The package was supposed to be delivered at 7 p.m. on Sunday. Content's due on Monday at 9 a.m. And package is nowhere to be found. Stuff like that. So, of course, we're there to help through those situations. And genuinely, it all depends on the talent. Because we love you, Kelsey, more than absolutely anything. We will do literally anything for you. I will drop everything to make sure you have that product when you need it. But there are some talent that don't understand those boundaries. So then it's a conversation on, this is a job. We have a job. This is the hours that we work. This is when you can text us. This is the hours, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Mm -hmm. That's got to be so hard though, because it's like, you want to keep those good relationships with people and you're not trying to be rude, but at the same time, you're like, I need to be honest with you. Otherwise you're so right. Like if you help somebody out every single hour of the day and you're available just at their disposal, then they're going to always expect you to be Oh, that seems hard. I give you credit because that really seems difficult to implement. But I'm sure you feel like you've probably learned more over time. For sure. And I think it's it's all it's all in the nature of conversations and being honest and truthful right. while also understanding that this is a job and some jobs you're kind of on call and that's okay too. Yeah. Maybe it's a me problem. I always feel like I'm bothering anybody, like <laughs> my wedding planner, my <laughs> dentist. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I have a I have a cavity like I need help. I'm so sorry to bother you. But I just cannot imagine like pe- there's people out there that just just like blow up your phone. Like I feel so bad. But hey, I do not like, care. You guys have like really implemented things for maybe your newer talent that doesn't really have enough experience in that industry where like they know, okay, I need to set boundaries before it gets a little. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it's relying on your team members as well. So if my team members know that I am offline, I am literally on an island in the middle of nowhere, no one bother me, then I have other team members that will jump in and absolutely execute it. I have so much faith in every single person I work with that things are going to get handled. In the beginning, when we only had a couple team members here and there, and then it was like, everyone's kind of going like this, (laughs) kind of like trying to pick up the balls, you know? But now we're at a point where we're a steady cruise ship. I can go offline. I just was in Europe for a couple of weeks and was able to work remotely. So all of that makes this work-life balancing easier. I know we have some people listening who are like, want to get into the industry or just are genuinely curious. What point do you think that an influencer needs or you know could benefit from a manager? And would you say it's more so like a following size or like a niche or content type or just like a nice little blend of them all? Yeah. So I want to start, let's, let's get away from the conversation on following sizes. I think we will take on talent with 10,000 followers, but if their engagement rate is through the roof, that's the talent we want. We want the talent with the dedicated audience. I don't care, like I said, if that's 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers, whatever that looks like. If if you have that dedicated audience, that those followers that are going to swipe up, save everything, that's the talent. That's where we want to see you. And I think it's also at that point where you're getting your inbox is starting to become quote unquote, unmanageable and whatever that looks like for you, that's when you should start thinking about bringing on someone to help you manage that inbox for you. Just so nothing slips by. I mean, at Shine, we really, we really want to make sure that every single email is answered to regardless if it's absolute spam. So (laughs) that's kind of our philosophy. So yeah, so it doesn't really matter what your follower size looks like. We really care about engagement rate. So what that means for us, because some agencies are going to do like likes and comments over follower size, whatever that looks like. For Mm us, we look at saves and shares. Those are the the biggest metrics for us. Because I mean, when you think about like, when you go to save something, I'm I'm going to go back to that, right? That's something that I find interesting. Um, So it doesn't matter what niche you're in, doesn't matter what you're saying, as long as you have a dedicated audience, that's gold. Seek out management when your unbox becomes a little bit chaotic. And when your calendar feels like you're missing things, things are slipping through the cracks, or you have no idea what this contract says and you just need a second pair of eyes on it so you're not selling away your life, like that kind of stuff. Because I know at the beginning, a lot of talent will you know, go to their mom, go to their dad, but at the end of the day, like, we see thousands and thousands of contracts. We do thousands and thousands of these negotiations. We know where to price you. We know what contract, we know, we know what language we should be seeing in contracts, so on and so forth. No, that's <laughs> go go to your mom or I like before I signed to a shine, I literally was just like, all right, sign sign the contract, whatever it says. I'm not even reading that. And didn't you end up on a billboard? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't Absolutely get paid for it at all. <laughs> I had like friends from when I was little, like contacting my parents, like, your your daughter's on this billboard. Like, and it's it was for like um a medic a med spa. So <laughs> 
the sad lips. I didn't like, I t- it just didn't look the best. Like I would have preferred some type of uh, compensation, but it's fine. You oh, live yeah. and you learn. You really, I think we all have had those experiences too, like where your shit ends up somewhere and you're like, oh my God, like they gave me a sweater in exchange. You know what I mean? And that's how I think, you know, when to reach out. So, and I love how you guys, I think you made such a good point too. Like I always forget that about management. And it's something that whenever you say it, I'm like, that's so true. Since you guys deal with so many different people, because obviously you manage, you know, like if people don't know, like a lot of managers have a lot of different talent. So it's like, you get such a good perspective because you see people all across the board in terms of following engagement, everything. Like Kelsey said, like with us, I just feel like you are by yourself. So you only know your own stuff. And you're always thinking like, is this good? Like, does this suck? I don't know. (laughs) So I like that you guys have like a basis. That must be so nice. For sure. A basis with talent and a basis with brands and agencies. I think that's that's the leg up where, you know, we can, we can chat internally as a team and say like, Hey, Mm -hmm. this Clorox product, are they offering your talent 5,000 or 10,000? And then we can talk and say like, okay, let's make sure that everyone's pretty standard across the board. Cause we don't want one talent being ripped off or, Mm -hmm. you know, et cetera. For those who say like influencing isn't a job or like influencers don't do anything. And I know it definitely depends on the type of creator, blogger, influencer, because some people I do like feel like they take their job more seriously than others. But overall, what do you have to say about this from somebody who does the back end? I'm going to set the record straight. Influencers (laughs) are the, the hardest working people in the entire world way hard i mean we just talked about kelsey's schedule like i try getting her on a call ever <laughs> like, they are so hard working and they care about this industry and they care about this profession as a job it is not something that's you know a side hustle or something they can just kind of like weave in and out influencing is a job it takes a ton of time hard work creativity i like to think about it as say you created this like beautiful masterpiece painting and you spent days and days and days painting away right i wouldn't know because i don't paint but (laughs) and then you you want to go show it at a gallery and the gallery person is like this sucks go home i said i wanted black and white not black white and red go home and just try it with the black and white you would be crushed it is your precious piece of art and that is what we deal with every single day is (laughs) creating content for mass opinion and that's why you want the dedicated audience of people that are absolutely going to love you regardless um but it's it's like what they say what does that mean uh, that mean that um you can you can go around and say like i love watermelon someone's going to come at you and say like well why don't you love strawberries or like how dare you say that about blueberries and mm-hmm. at the end of the day you just wanted to say you love watermelon you know mm-hmm. yeah. so it's constantly having those conversations online and your your whole life is on a digital space and on a digital stage we Try love it. you <laughs> <laughs> so take a whack at it <laughs> maybe you should coco you can do both yeah uh, come on <laughs> i'm good i think so <laughs> I love you for saying that because I feel like there's a lot of, with a lot of different jobs, right? Like a lot of just newer jobs in general, people think are very illegitimate. And I think whenever you start something on your own, people think it's illegitimate just because they don't like understand it. What I think is so interesting is like the influencer industry has blown up so much that there's so many jobs within it. You know what I mean? Like not just influencers, like managers, talent agents, um, brands who are marketing things, PR agents, all the above. Do you feel like you like being involved in the space, but not necessarily being the face of the content or in all the years that you've worked in the space? Are you like, bitch, I could do this. Like I could be an influencer. (laughs) It's a great question. I could never do it. I've been asked that a hundred times or like, especially when you see the kind of money that's involved. Sometimes it's hard not to say like, oh, maybe I should quit everything and start posting online. But I think it takes a very special person and props to both of you for being able to do it to wake up every day, regardless of what's going on and just say like, fuck it, here I am and show up every single day for the people that care if you show up. I am more of like a private person. <laughs> I like to like keep things private. I like to, you know, grind behind the scenes and I like to, my whole job is just making other people thrive and shine. 
And that fills me up more than putting myself out there every single day. You guys had a event in LA that I came out for, for your talent and some other like agencies and stuff, just to like get everyone together. I've met some shine talent whenever I like before you started whenever I came out and like the um, agency was still smaller and I have never seen just like so many females working together so cohesively and like I want to work for shine <laughs> stop we'll hire you we're hiring if anyone wants to <laughs> I'm like, he's honestly out. I'm about to quit uh, no it's I love, I, that. I love that you I love that you recognize that I have in my position I have it is my number one priority to make sure that everyone jives. So I've been super, super, super protective of our like shine vibe and making sure that like everyone's going to be sweet and charismatic and happy to be here. It's a shitty job sometimes, but if you don't have the support of other, I find more support in females in this way, but uh, no, no hate on mans. Uh, <laughs> no hate on mans. <laughs> no hate on mans. Um, in that way, then we could never do what we do right? Absolutely. I love that you've noticed that. Oh, for sure. And that like says something that like, I would notice it because that was the first time I've seen you all together. Like, you know, people maybe I know one of my girlfriends was like, always wanted to get in the influencer space. But I feel like when you see job listings, it's like minimum three years experience with an agency, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. So what do you think are some like first steps that somebody could take to eventually be in a position where you are? Yeah, that's a great question. Let's let's talk about like the minimum three years experience. I find it's a load of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely didn't have three years of experience. I think what I learned actually in college is that three years of experience, that can mean you've studied in that similar space for three years. You didn't have mm -hmm. to have exact experience unless the job description like literally says you have to have exact experience in this role regardless. That's the only time that I would say like, okay, otherwise talk your way around it, you know? So yeah. if you worked in a marketing agency for cars, I don't know, it's still marketing. You still could understand influencers or like I, I had a ton of friends just happen to be in this space in what way, one way or another. That's experience in my opinion. Um, so it's really all like the way you pitch it. Um, but getting started in this industry, I think having a deep knowledge and love and passion for the space, whether that's I spend 8 million hours on TikTok. I could tell you anything about TikTok. What do you want to know? I would love that if someone got on an interview and said that. Because yeah. um, at the end of the day, there's only so many hours we can spend on social. So we would love to have people that have a passion for the industry as a whole, as a starting point. Um, and we have careers, we have positions that are available for like entry level. So our associate talent managers or junior talent managers. Um, but as I said before, it's a very new industry. It's very rare we find people that have exact agency experience. Mm -hmm. um, so if not with talent management, go spend some time at a PR agency, do some social for a company. There's a million jobs and people like, there's a million jobs available mm -hmm. with people wanting content creators mm -hmm. and people to come help with their social strategy. So start there, I would say. That's so helpful, honestly, because you're so right. Like the industry is so new and I always feel like I don't know with certain jobs, it's like when they need like so much experience. I kind of like how you said that you and Kelsey have really grown together because it's like yeah. you've learned a lot. And I'm sure you guys learning together has been better than you coming in and being like, I've been in the industry for 20 years. Cause sometimes I feel like when it's like that, you can almost feel like kind of stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and just for like, sure. not, you know, yeah, not feel like you're bringing enough to the table. And you're so right about being a consumer of social media. I thought that was such an interesting point because like, do you guys notice with like TikTok? I was like, just trying to explain this literally to my brother yesterday. He's like, oh, so you're like a TikTok creator now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. You're okay. like, anyone can, anyone yeah. can be a TikTok creator. <laughs> I'm like, chill out anyway. And he's like, I just, I just can't do it. And I was like, I'm telling you, it's the kind of app where like, and I think all of social media, right? It's like one big inside joke almost. Like if you're not on it, you think it's dumb. And then when you're on it, everything people do, you're like, this is so funny. This is inspired. This is creative. That's funny. So like, I forget that you guys need to consume too. So you're kind of like in the loop almost. Yeah. What do you guys think of Be Real? I love it. Kelsey got me into it. I think it's really you fun. You don't have one. Why? <laughs> I, I literally was just saying, I should probably download that. Right? Right? It's a time. Yeah. I did the same thing with TikTok though. I was like, not last on the bandwagon, obviously, oh, me too. but I was like in the, one of the not so yeah. first waves. Mm -hmm. 
but I'll download it today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just do time. it for me. It's fun because it's, it's fun, fun yeah. for it's just fun to be able to see. Like, if you guys are listening and you have no idea what Be Real is, it's essentially like it's an app that notifies you once a day to post whatever you're doing. So, if you want to ignore the notification, you can and you can like technically post late, but you have to post in order to see your friends post. So you can't even like engage in the app unless you post yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And whenever you go to post, you see both sides of the camera. So you see like what's selfie mode and then what's like in front, which is just quirky and fun. And like, no one really like, you don't take it as much. Like you really don't do much (laughs) on there. Like it doesn't take up too much time. It's just fun. I downloaded it because Logan Hill was like, oh my God, my friends in LA, I'll have this app. Like you need to get it. <laughs> and then she and told like, me, she's like, download I it. Done. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll download it. What I, I guys, I have a fucking bone to pick with Be Real though, because the like, one, the button never works. Two, you post something and then it's not there anymore. I posted this like cute little family photo last night, not there. Also, <laughs> it triggers at the dumbest times. Like it triggers when I'll be driving or peeing, like peeing to go hang out or do something fun or like, you know what I mean? Like, driving yeah. to an event i'm like every one of my be reels i'm like doing something dumb like standing in an elevator <laughs> you know I mean? that's the point coco doesn't it's know she's not in on the joke. <laughs> she's not on the app coco it's dumb because everybody's like you can look back on your memories my memories are just me standing in an elevator peeing or driving like <laughs> just like thanks well, for reminding me that i'm just like a regular things, i'm like a cat. sim you know what i mean <laughs> Kelsey, it's always before I do the fun things. You hate her. <laughs> oh my gosh. I am really interested to talk to you about this, Coco, because let's get into like different apps. So yeah. be real. I personally would never, ever, ever see it becoming like an Instagram or a TikTok, like being able to monetize on it. Do you feel the same? That's this is very funny. We're talking about this. We have, we internally, we call them hotlines, which are basically like our committees. So we have like a diversity hotline. We have a socials hotline, et cetera, et cetera. We also have like an industry trends hotline. Mm-hmm. And today I was talking to the head of the industry trends hotline. I was like, you guys got to brainstorm, be real. Like, is it going to be a thing? What do we need to do? Are we adding it to media kits? Like, I don't know. I mean, I could, <laughs> I could, I could see it down the line being something where brands say, we'll give you a thousand dollars to hold this product all day long <laughs> and make sure it is on your be real when that thing triggers. Could see it. I, who knows? You, the craziest shit, crazier shit's happen. So funny. <laughs> so I, I'm going to leave that one up to the social gods. That one. <laughs> we'll see. I know. I'm interested in it. I feel like almost the app would have to come out with some other type of like feature that yeah. somewhat you can like save or all your be reels get saved in like a feed that others can see. Like, I don't yeah. think people no, right. can see each other's calendars. Like I can go look back on my past ones, but I can't see yours. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's interesting. How have you seen the industry change from your standpoint whenever TikTok like blew up. So yeah. That's a good one. I would say before TikTok, obviously video was sort of kind of a thing with Instagram. We had like IGTVs and you could do videos and feed. Remember that TBT? It was like six months ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but with TikTok, the short form video content is key. It's king. Instagram obviously has come out and say that said that they're going to pursue that long term, right. whether we like that or not about Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think it's it has to do with our attention span. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my attention span is that of an ant. So, mm-hmm. like scrolling through millions of different con- content and different topics has been like the way my brain's worked all along. So it kind of is conducive for that. Right. Um, but the industry has completely changed. It's completely evolved with the video content. Um, and part of me hopes that Instagram can pull it back a little and focus on, you know, in the moment, real time content again, um, like we see in stories. But TikTok is essentially, if you, if you want to get started on TikTok, let me tell you. TikTok is essentially Instagram stories. Anything you yeah. wanted to put on your Instagram stories, throw it on TikTok and that will potentially blow up. So yeah, a lot of ways I just went down just there. That is so true. I've said that too to someone like I agree. Just the the quick like little clips. Like I feel I feel like when I'm doing a collaboration and if it's 
if I'm doing it, say for Instagram and TikTok, I do it completely different. Like Instagram is more like aesthetic and more thought out and more visual where TikTok, the more shit, the more of a shit show I look like I am, the better. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I literally love it. (laughs) And you know why? It's because it's real. Mm -hmm. And I rather watch something that's real. That's a messy Kelsey on a Tuesday than this Kelsey yeah. You know, any other day. Not that, not that I don't love like the, the, <laughs> this, the Kelsey. Kelsey. <laughs> I love that. You're like, get that beautiful face away from me. <laughs> no, I agree completely. Yeah. And it's, do you ever, Kels, do you ever like double make videos? I have this campaign I just did and it's like an Instagram uh, reel. And I like made the Instagram reel, but I was also making a TikTok at the same time. And like you said, like I didn't need to post on TikTok for them, but it was just like a fully different video. And by the end, I was like, the TikTok is so much cuter. Like, mm. it's so annoying. You know, you're like, you can't post it. I have to post the one where I'm like, here's how to make. I'm like, fuck. Right. Yeah. And I hope the industry gets away from that. I think we've, I mean, as managers behind the scenes, your little ant colony mm-hmm. is the one that's saying, like, please let the creators do what they want. Please yeah. let them have the power, take the power back. Because right. otherwise, when it's so prescriptive, the yeah. audience is going to go away. Engagement's going to go down, X, yeah. Y, and Z. Um, so I love that, that with, with TikTok, we're able to give creators their freedom back a little bit more. I agree. That's a really good point. Yeah. I just thought of like a really quick question going off of that. I absolutely love being so real and the creator doing like their thing and just letting them like connect with their audience the way they want. But where would you say we should draw the line on like as creators on like, well, like make sure you brush your teeth before you like film this. You know what I mean? Like, good point. Do you think there's a line there of like being professional to a point of or like not professional like someone sending you content that is maybe like them but Mm -hmm. not technically like professional has any brand ever said anything like that to you or like responded to content i think the professionalism may not be in the actual content piece itself but it's in the behind the scenes how is your communication how is your following of instructions i sent you a brief i said don't wear red you're wearing red that kind of stuff. That's the professionalism. I think obviously brushing your teeth, like that's just straight up manners. Like I hope you show up to any job, whether that's on socials or right blind mm-hmm. outer space and brush your teeth and wash face, you know, like things like that. There's things that you can do, let's talk brand collaboration specifically, where you can show up as a professional. So you can tease the product before, you know, the product mm-hmm. before your collaboration. Mm-hmm. Things like that to really set the brand up for success and the piece mm-hmm. of content for success, that's professional in my book yeah that answers my question (laughs) but no one would know also if i didn't brush my teeth because it's on the internet so Mm. but you you would you would know i would know (laughs) that's all that matters you wouldn't feel good (laughs) (laughs) i like that (laughs) coco what would you say is like the hardest part when you're like negotiating with brands because I feel like for me, even like, it's so hard because it seems like some brands, do you find this, like some brands want to give you the world and they're so nice to work with and they are just like the dream. And then other brands are like, so we're going to need nine months worth of content and it's due tomorrow. And then our budget's also seven cents. Like, do you feel like that's more often or the previous (laughs) is more often? Yeah, I would say last two years ago, the seven cents was very prevalent and it was a lot of back and forth with brands explaining why that's the most um not ignorant what's the right word uh (laughs) offensive (laughs) offensive there that's what i was looking for um thing in the world more recently brands are are understanding what's happening though is some talent whether that's shine or not i don't think it's shine um are inflating rates through the roof so brands are starting to have this like negative outlook on rates but what you need to know about rates is it's due to demand what like there's not going to be ever like this industry standard or this like ten dollar per hundred thousand dollars kind of thing which i don't appreciate or like that concept at all so every every talent's rates are going to be different based just solely on demand that's how we price out rates um and they change obviously so but back to your original question. Oh my God, I got a little tangent there. Yeah, yeah. Brands are understanding what's happening in this space more and more. And they're really not reaching out. I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone, but without some sort of substantial budget. And they're understanding that 
I think people are talking more about how influential influencers are and that they can really turn around a campaign or a product and sell it out in seconds mm-hmm. um, when you find the right match. Some brands are going to go to talent that never speak about beauty, but it's a beauty product. And that's obviously not going to work, right? Mm-hmm. So that's on the job of the talent manager to say like, we can, we'll just cut the rates here or X, Y, and Z to like make this work across the board. But mm-hmm. it's a little bit of both. Depends on the brand. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I'm sure that's kind of hard for you guys too to figure out like the com I just noticed this myself, like and I'm sure everybody in the industry does. Like every conversation is so different. Like I was just talking to some girl today and she's like, So all your pitches are the same? Like you just send a pitch. I was like, No. <laughs> like it's just you know what I mean? Like it really is all so mm-hmm. different. And I'm sure it's hard. I never thought about it either like for you guys to like you said kind of pull which influencers you want because you guys have like how many do you have at shine yeah so we i think we counted the other day we have like 150 across the states canada and we're opening a london office as well so it's a lot definitely (laughs) well finding like who's going to be a good fit for everything right because like you're so right. Sometimes I'll get pitched for stuff and I'll like, you know, I'm sure it's the same with you, Kels. Like you almost have to say like, Hey, I'm not a good fit for this. Like, don't waste your money on me here. Cause like, this is literally never something I've ever talked about. Like, <laughs> I guess they just don't do a lot of market research, but that has to be such a, um, time consuming, like labor intensive thing on your fart, pying, trying to like, fart. Match up <laughs> on your fart. <laughs> We're actually 13 on this podcast. There's their children. <laughs> I didn't even hear it until you said it. <laughs> uh, just a lot of work for you to match that up, right? Like figuring out who's going to fit. For sure. It's a lot of our time. And it's the, honestly the most fun part of the whole job. Most fun part, right? Um, <laughs> because we can really advocate for the brands and say right. like, let's hop on a call. I have like these 10 people are absolutely perfect, but this one is the one you need. Right. We, we have, I mean, it, I think talent are not quick to realize that these people at brands and agencies aren't watching all of your content. They're watching the first two stories that happened to be up that day. And the first, they're going to go through the first three posts. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, so two parts to that, if you want to work with beauty and you don't have beauty in any of your first three posts, it's not going to happen. Um, but at the same time, brands, like we know where, like who to put in mm-hmm. different situations for different brands and products. Yeah. Which is why you're the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of better word. Um, 100%. <laughs> okay. I'm interested in your um, thoughts on this. I, you guys probably talk about it all the time. Where do you see the influencer space going? I love that question. <clears throat> I think it's it's growing every single day. It's never going to stop. I think there's talk of recession. There's talk of this. There's talk of that. But at the end of the day, I think it's only going to get stronger and more profitable mm-hmm. um, with more market research that is happening and coming out every single every single year, year over year. Um, with the pandemic specifically, everyone was just kind of like locked in their homes and decided they were a beauty content creator and then blew up on Instagram and TikTok. So I think more people are getting comfortable with the idea that they too can become an influencer. So I think the market is expanding in that way, like the, the job pool, the, the mm-hmm. available resources. Right. Um, but more platforms are going to pop up year over year. I know, exciting and scary all at the same time. Um, and I think it takes a certain type of person, like the two of you, to be able to grow and evolve and jump on podcasts, start things, you know, be creative. Don't be afraid to jump on, be real. No clue what's going to mm-hmm. do, but sure. Let's try something new. Um, that's what I'm really excited about. And just excited to see new trends and, you know, learn more and more from TikToks about like psychological stuff. Cause that's what I like. <laughs> is that your TikTok feed? I like that. <laughs> and like babies and like theater. I like theater, psych stuff and babies i want to be on theater talk that's so fun i love theater talk yeah Yeah. that is fun mine is like why do i have all like terrible stories of women like finding like money on the ground with like fentanyl in it like do you guys get those no how far off what my algorithm is you like, are I don't know. character i don't understand like, oh my god i love you i'm so paranoid now i'm like so afraid 
Girl, you um, never know. I get a lot of conspiracy theories on mine, which and like true crime stuff and like small animals. Yeah. It's a good fit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's a that. good fit. Thank you. Good <laughs> Thanks, guys. The conspiracies are fun. Uh, um, you could just mix it up a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I always um no, but going back to that last question, I always say that is people are like, Well, do you are you really gonna do this like forever? And I'm like, I truly believe that I could if I wanted to. Like mm-hmm. It just depends on how flexible you are as a creator. Like you said, like being willing to try like the new, you know, when Reels came out, there were so many OG bloggers that were afraid to do it. So they like stood still. And then all of these new people who like were just starting in the industry blew up because they were like taking it full force. So I really feel like we're going to be seeing like, I don't know. I mean, us, the millennials are going to like grow up and become and still be influencers and it's just going to be like a normal thing that your grandma has like her favorite grandma influencers you know <laughs> oh my god I cannot wait I like that yeah I think that's so much fun and I also feel like too it's what I really like about this industry is like I feel like a lot of people I don't know if you guys notice this but I just like notice it with certain creators I follow it seems like some people will like be online for a long time, right? Like they're the face of everything. They will be the influencer. And then they either take like a couple of different paths. They do that thing forever or they start a brand or they start an agency or they start like, I kind of like feeling like there's a lot of different paths and you're not just like, you know, people are like, you're really going to take pictures of yourself forever. <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's so many more facets to it than that. And like, it's kind of cool knowing that if you don't want to be the face of something anymore, like there's a lot of other verticals that you, you know, realistically could take. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just starting with the social platform, I mean, how you're doing your swap charts and things like that. Like exactly. there's, there's really cool lanes you can go with it. I think jumping off of your point, people writing books, they're, they're closing their Instagram accounts and they're starting like massive businesses and so products cool. and things like that. Um, which I absolutely love seeing. That's, that's the end goal at the end of the day, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were saying that the other day. We're like, we don't need to be storing for the rest of our lives. <laughs> like, like, I want to be doing something bigger. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with a story. <laughs> no, I mean, I love storing. I really like it. <laughs> Catch Kelsey on stories till she's 99. <laughs> like, what's up, bitch? No, I obviously would love to have another business. Like, Jamie wants to open a gym. I would love to, like, help him with yeah. that, you know. Absolutely. Um, but, it's just nice to have different avenues and not have everything be so heavy on one thing, you know? For yeah. Sure. Mm, yeah. So you could you accept more of like maybe the higher paying collaborations, do less of them rather than exactly. just relying on that. Since you are so young and you've already found a lot of success in the industry, I hate when people ask me this, so I'm sorry. But where do you see yourself in 10 years? Do you feel like you would like to stay in influencer marketing or is there kind of like another vertical in the industry you kind of want to try? Yeah, actually, I love that question. I, I mean, it forces me to think about it because, like, yeah, it's just a little stressful. <laughs> a little stressful. Um, no, but I, I definitely want to say in, in influencer marketing, whatever that looks like for Shine. I absolutely love Shine. I love working for um, Justin M, and I love working for the team in general. Um, we are launching a tech product that's going to be on the market outside of Shine. Kelsey is like an insider in it, so that's can't awesome. say much about it now. Um, but I've kind of spearheaded that project, so dipping my toes into like the tech world and working with like developers and creatives to, you know, help support influencers in a different way. So influencers and managers in a different way um, has been really exciting for me. So that's kind of where I see my next five years going. And then hopefully we have all talent in the entire world, time with shine and everyone's just one big happy family, right? (laughs) This is nice. I think that's a good goal. (laughs) Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. I feel like this industry, you don't get to look in the back end sometimes. And people people don't like to share the secrets, you know, because they feel like they're like kind of tight-lipped about it and they don't want people to know. So thank you for being so transparent. I feel like this will be very helpful for just, you know, people kind of understanding how it all works. And if it's something people want to get into that are new, I think it'll be a good resource for them. Yeah. Regardless, if you don't want to be the talent, there's always space for you on the talent management side, whether that look, whatever that looks like. So I hope people can walk away with that and see if they love the space there's there's room for everyone yeah for sure okay coco love you lots thank, thank you, you for coco. taking time to come on Thanks, and can guys. you just like quickly share where we can find you because you do dress super cute so if anyone wants to follow her yeah <laughs> 
That's sweet. Um, my Instagram is at Coco Schiffer. Um, that's probably the only place you'll find me. I'm not the talent. Um, and then I work for Shine Talent Group. So hit us up on that, those socials and our website as well. Amazing. Perfect. All right. Thank, thank you. you, Coco. Thank you. I just love her. Coco's great. Like I'm, I'm like a fucking stan. Well, it's so funny when you feel like, you know, people through other people, right? Like through yeah. mutual friends. I'm always I like, didn't realize you I know didn't her. even like, did you like, know what, you know what her, like? no, I was gonna say, I didn't oh. know what her face looked like. She's so cute. <laughs> I talk about her all the time just cause you know, we work together a lot and yeah. she's great. So yeah, Kat and me and Kat just talk all the time. We're BSing all the time about yeah, stupid we're shit. Basically we're friends, coworkers. I am Kelsey's you know. manager. <laughs> <laughs> no she's my complaining station um but no it's the best she's so nice and I like how she added like a lot of I don't know even like legitimacy in my head because sometimes when you are doing something I think it's really easy to be like oh yeah like this is just this little thing I'm doing and then like you learn that it's like a bigger not that it's like this huge thing but it's it's like a bigger part of an industry and I don't know it's just it's really cool to learn more about the industry as a whole rather than just ourselves because you know we only see our own shit yes i completely agree i feel like that was good for you as well because for sure you're you don't have management cat literally does everything yourself like good fucking for you <laughs> you're so well, nice she does no, work. you know i'm just a control freak <laughs> you work she works with someone but like basically does everything herself and i am just like shocked how she does it all but i'm trying nice. to convince her like if if you sign if Coco's like down, like, listen, if we had the same manager, like I'd write, that's the thing. I just feel like you got to get the right vibe. And like Coco had such a good vibe. Not me. That's such a good point. <laughs> I, I say that all the time though, with, um, even like when you go into a tattoo parlor shop, 100%. oh my God, congrats to Zach. <laughs> Kat's boyfriend just opened his own tattoo shop and it is so yeah, cool. It it's looks so, so good. cool. You guys got to come through. He would love the tattoo, Jamie. Oh my God, it's it called, looks so good. It's called Good Time Tattoo. It's really cute. I am so happy for him. It's awesome. It's so funny because at first when people were like, what's it called? And he was like, good time. He's like, nobody likes the name. And I'm like, I think it's so good. And we came to the conclusion, everybody wants a tattoo shop to be called like, cloak and dagger <laughs> oh my god cat i cried of happiness whenever i heard the name because jamie's training is good life training like why did i never realize that yeah that's his business so it's like they're, they're legitimately so meant cute. to be friends he's coming we're after the wedding that's we are so coming cute. and he's getting a tattoo from it 100 about it we just like haven't had time and we're not busy. gonna have time before the wedding but <laughs> after the wedding Maybe I'll have Zach do like a little heart on my finger yeah, or something, yeah, yeah. like something basic and like minimal. Let's get a call your girl said to. Can he do that? <gasps> Should we? A phone? <laughs> oh my God. That's that so lame. funny. Cause I literally was like, what do we get? You knew immediately. You're like the phone. No, I think it's really cute. I know. I know. You're telling me I'm always begging him to get a, like a thin line. He does traditional, which is like what oh, yeah. a lot of stuff Can that James has. He can, yeah. he's just like, not as, you know, he's like traditional is something I'm comfortable with and I know I'm good at and I can execute. So I'm like, listen, man, you do. Yeah. It's funny. He gets yeah. a lot of military people. That's like all traditional. They're like, I want an Eagle with a heart. <laughs> he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Sick. That's funny. Oh, good for him and his partner. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. You're so Killing sweet. It. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. It's fun to see, but you're right. Right. Like if you go in, he even says it about clients, like mm -hmm. he'll come home and I'll be like, how are they? And he's like, oh my God, she was so cool. We talked for three hours and other people. He's like, yeah, they were nice. Like if you don't get a good vibe with someone, you just don't get a good vibe with that. Yes. And it really like, you could love the salon you go to or love the exactly. whatever. But if you don't love like the technician or the artist that you get, like it's not a good experience. So yeah, um, but I mean, everyone on Shine is dope, but yeah. I Coco's, know. I just Coco think it's superior. <laughs> she literally is like, she totally changed my perspective. Honestly, at the end of the episode, I was like, hmm. Maybe she's signing today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, I hope you guys Thank learned you, a Kendra. lot about the other side of the industry. I feel like it's really cool to like dig deeper into it because, Absolutely. you know, people don't know a lot about influencers in like the industry in general. So to hear from somebody like behind the scenes, it's cool. So it is. Enjoyed. Yeah. If you guys want to hear another blogging episode from us, we are like kind of talking about it, toying around with it. If that's something you guys would be interested oh, yeah. in always feel free to let us know in the DMs. A lot of you will already let us know kind of topics you want us to touch on. And it genuinely is really helpful because 
we basically just come up with stuff, you know, that we talk about in our own lives. It's not really very like contrived or super planned out. We kind of are just like, we were talking about this fucking Buckwild article, like let's bring it up on the podcast. So yeah, <laughs> if you guys are more interested in like businessy side of things, yeah. we are always open books and really happy to share. Yeah, for sure. We should do another blogging episode maybe. Um, Cause I get a lot of people who maybe haven't listened to the podcast and reach out to me asking, just like follow me and ask how I got into yeah. it. And then I always lead them to the podcast because I feel like it's a really good just like outlet where we just literally unfilter, just talk about the industry. So maybe we'll, we will do another one. We'll let you guys know. I love that. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to us. We will be back week back next week with another episode. And until then, don't forget to call your girl. Bye. Bye. Love you.